Welcome to Bethel World Outreach Church. Our values are devotion, diversity, and discipleship. Devotion through honoring God by trusting His Word, praying, and worshiping together. Diversity by embracing God's heart for every nation. And discipleship by helping others follow Jesus. So join us as we're reaching a city to touch the world. Glory to God. Lord, I pray as we get into your word, you would help us, you would lead us, guide us to the truth. We need to know truly it's the interest of your word to bring us light and life. And I pray that the glorious light of the gospel of Jesus Christ will shine bright in here today. Lord, I pray through the revelation of your word, these your people will see you more clearly, love you more dearly, and follow you more nearly. Now, Lord, let the words of my mouth, meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Lord, you are my strength and my redeemer in every glad and happy heart say amen amen and amen again hallelujah speak to my heart lord give me your holy word because if i can't hear from you then i know what sing that robert I won't go alone. just slow I'd rather go on my own Just let your spirit guide And let your word abide Speak to my heart, Lord Give me your holy word That's what I need right now And if I can't hear from you Then I'll know Then I'll know what to do I won't go on I'll never go on my own. Just let your spirit guide and let your word abide. Speak to my heart. Speak to me, Jesus. Give me your holy word. If I can't hear from you, then I'm gonna know. Then I'll know what to do. I'll never. I won't go alone. Not gonna go by myself. Just let your spirit guide me. Let your word abide. Let your word abide. Speak to my heart, Lord. Give me your holy word. If I can't hear from you, then I know what to do. I won't go alone. Never go on my own. Never go on my own. Speak to my heart. Speak to my
to me, talk to me, talk to me, yeah, yeah. People, talk to me, people, talk to me, 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 Sit down, sit. We'll get into the word. Keep on talking to me. 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 Yeah, yeah. Keep on talking to me. Keep on. exactly what we need. Uh, one, of the, one of the inspirations to say something about that song was it says, I'll never go on my own. You know, I feel like one of the major uh, themes of life right now is dysfunctional and broken relationships. Relationships typically break down uh, with people who are closely associated versus people who are loosely associated. You don't care about the breakdown with the postman or the cable man or the water, water company. In fact, you know, if you call them and you got a dispute with your bill, you'll talk kind of shady to them if you have to. 
because you don't have to worry about little breakdown with stuff. But if you're going to have breakdowns, typically it's with something, someone who is closely related to you. It's going to be your mother and your father. It's going to be a, a sibling, a, a spouse, you know, a best friend, definitely a roommate. You know, roommates can get into some squabbles, you know, big time. And, and what happens when you have relational uh, dysfunction or discord uh, typically is you would rather go off on your own. You start, you know, thinking about all those old songs, all by myself. You know, you, you, you just, I just want to be alone. There was a lyric to a song. Uh, I won't tell you who the artist is, but the lyric said, you might figure it out, said, me, myself, and I. It's all I got in the end. That's, first of all, you need to stop listening to her. Till she, it's all I got in the end. So from now on, I'm going to be, well, y'all, too many people know that song. I'm going to be my own best friend. Now, that's a ridiculous statement. How are you going to be your own best friend? You're basically not going to have friends, you know, but relational dysfunction make us say stupid stuff, stuff that doesn't make sense. It's, 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 it's not right. I can make it on my own. It's better by myself. See, when you're not in uh, a relationship with somebody deep and intimate, then you cannot be abused and you cannot be accused. And so the pandemic has allowed us all to get in touch with our introverted side, spending more time on your phone, spending more time in your room, spending more time in, in, in your own cocoon. And if you spend enough time there, the relationships that you have, which are meaningful to you and meaningful to the other person, they become really distant. And what we're finding that that distance is leaving us with all of these other elements that community is designed to bring us, you know, fulfillment and, and, and purpose is being replaced with, you know, fear and disappointment. Life has become dark. You know, I know none of you have gone to prison, but I've still working uh, prisoners. And if you've gone to prison, thank God bless you. Paid your debt to society, you know, be free, you know. So this is, but this is a good example, you know, that our need for human relationships and human, human interaction and, and is so deeply needed that, that what they do to curb the, or, or to control behavior, especially negative behavior in prison, is to send you in isolation, to put you in the dark, to put you by yourself. And you know what? It's so piercing that people just, you know, I'd rather not do that crime. I'll lose connection, even though the connection is with somebody else who's a criminal. You know, so this, this notion that we would rather be by ourselves is a lie. But it's a, the breakdown in relationships happened because there was some level of mistrust that entered in, and I believe as we look into the text today, there's some level of mistrust that the disciples have begun to develop toward Jesus. He'd actually been, you know, saying what the relationship would be based on, what it would be all about, you know, what they were going through, and, and, and their responses was fear, anxiety, you know, separation, anxiety, worry, stress, and, and if you get into those behavior patterns, 
you as an individual in, within a relationship, when you lose trust and objectivity, you can become destructive. I'm not calling y'all dogs or anything like that, but I'm giving an analogy about my dog. It's like when you, if you leave your dog alone, too, dog owners know this. If you leave your dog alone too long, he will pay you back. <laughs> he'll leave you special packages and places. He know he's not supposed to do that, but he'll leave them. It's his way of letting you know, you left me alone too long. I'm designed to live with you. The other day, was, I could hear my dog on the outside of a door. Because that's how his voice sounds. Like, let me in. I'm going to be out here by myself. There's something in us that's designed to be there. And when you don't have that relationship, it, 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 just, it just produces this anxiety and, 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 and worry in you. And, and Jesus is constantly trying to do something to help. But I want you to see, as we, as we look at verse um, 20, uh, John 17, 20, says, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who, who, who believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I am in you, and they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Let me, let me contextualize this for you. Jesus has spent the last chapters, or he spent this whole moment, he's spoken chapters, 13, 14, 15, 16, and he's been trying to convince them that they're about to have a breach in their physical relationship that could be overwhelming, but he's trying to get them not to worry. But remember, when you lose trust in what the other person is, is saying now, I, I love you. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm still thinking about you. You ever have your, your spouse say, you don't love me like you used to. You know, that happens. It's a real thing, and the stress becomes there. And let me show you what Jesus did. We call this the high priestly prayer. He began to pray. There's a time when I want you to understand in all your relationships, you actually have to stop trying to convince another person. You, you, you can't. You, you, Jesus shows us a pattern that he actually prayed. He spent all his time talking to them, trying to convince them that there was no need for anxiety. And sometimes we think we can talk depression out of somebody or suicidal thoughts out of somebody or, 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 or that deep, um, um, overwhelming feeling that you're, you're alone. We think we can talk them out of it, but some, I'm just telling you, Jesus has given us a pattern that you've got to enter into prayer. He's praying, I'm praying for these. I'm, I'm praying for them. Isn't it kind of good to know that Jesus uses the very tool uh, against relational dysfunction that we're supposed to use? prayer and it somehow my preference is my intellect and to use my emotional might with someone versus using my spiritual power which is the highest power so it's, it's Jesus I, I, I feel like he, he he demonstrates to us what we do as humans we communicate but he also uh, demonstrates that we we have to relate to God to get the level of help and intercession that we need yeah. you know uh, the Bible says that Jesus would get up very early while it was still dark and he would go out to a solitary place and and pray he knows how to pray for you he knows how to bless you you know one of the things um that he said to peter he said he said satan had desired to sift you as wheat but he said don't worry i have 
prayed for you. And when you're converted, strengthen your brothers. So again, he had a disconnect from God. He was having a disconnect from his, his effectiveness in his relationships with his brother. And Jesus answers, I have prayed for you. This, this, the idea that prayer is this last resort or it's this um, um, ineffective uh, uh, tool is, is wrong. In fact, prayer is my power base, my only base, my only hope. So when we show up here on Wednesday nights to pray, excuse me, Wednesday mornings at 6 a.m. to pray, we're praying answers. We're praying your breakthrough. We're acting like Jesus who was a prayer warrior. In fact, the Bible says he's ever lived to make intercession for you. His very position right now in glory is standing at the right hand of God the Father saying, hey, 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 they need your help. Hey, 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 they need your involvement. Hey, hey, don't charge that to them. Remember, remember my, I paid that price for my money. Don't charge. He said, he said the, the, the just me for the unjust them, you know, I became sin that they might be the righteousness of God. He's always interceding for you. Now, the enemy wants you to think that the dysfunction in your relationships and the dysfunction in your faith it, means that you just have a dysfunctional life, but you have a functional God who is praying for you. And you should have, and, and let's, let's, just dive, let's just dive into what he's praying. Lord, I pray that they be one as you and I are one. I mean, I think this is pretty incredible, Saman. You know how deep your relationship is with your You love your children? It's, it's something about the love between a mother and a daughter or a father and a son that's really intimate. And if you have that level of intimacy with them, it's kind of sacred and it's special. And you guys have secrets with one another and y'all have special things, things you say there, you won't say any, anybody else. And it's great. The communion is great. Can you imagine saying to somebody that same level of intimacy that I have with my parent or what I have with my child, I will give you that. You know, you, you will give your child a kidney, but you'll be thinking twice when somebody else need a kidney. You know, this. I mean, oh, that's so sad. I wonder who's going to help them. You know, that, that's how your brain goes. Let somebody say your baby need a kidney. You'll be like, well, you know, I got two. I'm going to give them one. You know, you just, you just change. Jesus is saying the relationship that the father and I have is the same one of community and of family I want you to give them. I want them to have that level of interaction. So in the same way that Jesus said, the, the, the Father and I are one. We're, we're one in purpose. We're one in calling. We're one in mission. We're one in essence. You know, we finish each other's sentences. We have all the secrets. We accept who each other is. We celebrate one another. And, and, and the big thing we have as a benefit is we spend time together. See, people you love, you have to spend time with. And in the, in the when you start spending less time with people, your relationships become dysfunctional. Even though you, you, you had them, that's called taking it for granted. You can take God for granted in that relationship. You can take each other for granted. And all of a sudden, something that gives you strength and you finish another other sentences, not all you do is, you know what? They used to be. We used to. Now, and then it despise all your other relationships. Now that's what they do. Mm. Jesus is trying to say, 
I'm not talking to them, Father, anymore. I'm appealing to our relationship. I'm not even appealing to their ability to get to you. I'm appealing to my ability to get to you, and I want for my request for them to have the same relationship that we have. So therefore, when you don't have the same relationship as a believer that Jesus has with the Father, it's not because you don't have access. It's because you reject it. Want to be all by myself, just leave me alone. You just, you know, me, myself, and I, you, you just, you know, I don't, you, 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 just, you just pushed them away. It, it's not that he's not there. He said, make us one. His prayers always work. That they are, that also maybe, you may be saying, well, well, if he prayed for me, why isn't it working? It's because when he showed up with the life preserver and he threw it to you while you was drowning in the ocean, you said, no, thank you. I want a boat. We, you know, God's answer in dysfunctional relationships is sometimes just go ahead and forgive him. No, I don't do that. You're going too far, Lord. Because I, I got a case. You asking me to to give up on the case that I have against him. And I know I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I've got a case. I want that to be worked out. This is, he said, that the world may believe that you sent me. He said, this is so important that we need to be one, that I need the world to know that Christ is in me. I mean, I, I'm in God and God's in them. And we need to have Christ, the hope of glory, working on the inside of us. The world needs to believe. The world needs to know that human relationships only go right when God is helping the situation. Let's look at this. So, so he gives us help to be one. Helps you to be one so that the world will believe. I love that he's concerned about the world. For God so loved the world that he gave a way for those who didn't have community with him to actually have community with him. Now, let's look at this uh, next verse. I think verse 22. Let's see what it says. The glory that you have given me, I give to them that they may be one even as we are one. So here he's saying, I'm going to give them glory as proof that they have help. So you have to think about glory, honor, the, the weightiness of it, the significance of a person, the value, the character, the, the personification. Sometimes what we do, when I, when I was a, a younger believer, and maybe when you were younger believers, we, we had this thing that they used to call religious that we, we, we did that I think should come back, where when something good happens to our us and we say, it's the Lord. You, you know, you, uh, here, here's a great example. In sports um, interviews, when people would think, say, what happened? I want to thank God. It was all God. And people say, no, but what did you do? They, they said the answer was right. The Bible says everything you have, you were given. So why do you boast as if you were not given it? Your height was given. Your, 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 your academic acclimate was given. You, 
how can you not give him praise for all things? But uh, Debbie's daddy used to say when the greatest gospel singing family on the planet was out singing, they would come off stage and he would be right there. I've seen him do this. He'd be right there. And when they come off stage, say, get that glory off of you right now. That's not yours. He ain't going to share his glory with you. That's his gift. That's his talent. That's, that's, that's him. Get that off of you. He, they be signing off. I've seen him when they sign an autograph. Yeah, that's him. That's not you. That's him. Praise him. See, you want to give them glorious proof that there's help. What is the glory that you're giving, giving them? Again, Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory he's talking about is they were feeling like something negative had happened in their relationships and distrust was coming in because they couldn't see that God was what he was doing to lift them up. In fact, I don't want to forget to say the scripture to you that, that really amplifies this point that I'm saying more. John 12, I didn't give you all this scripture. I just thought of it. Um, 12, 27. Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save them from this hour. Talking about his disciples, you know, saying, and what he saved me from the south, he said, But for this purpose, I have come to you, Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven, said, I have glorified it, and I'll glorify it again. And the crowd stood there and heard, and heard it said that it thundered. Others said, An angel has spoken. Jesus answered, The voice has come for your sake, not mine. Now it's the judgment of this world. Now it's the ruler of this world cast out. What I, what I want to say here is sometimes people experience the glory of God, which is the purpose. He was saying, it, the way I'm going to glorify God, if you continue to read the context of the scripture, is if I'm be lifted up. That's where it goes. I'll draw a minute. He's talking about the cross. He's talking about the work that he has to do is the glory. When he's giving us the same glory, he's given us to participate in the same work. And this is like Christ laid down his life to redeem, we ought to lay down our lives to, to see redemption, our, our way of doing things, our way of thinking. That, uh, you know, we become, a, and that's when we start walking as one. This is when we start walking in the same purpose and we start walking in the same power and we get the same result. But I think frequently what happens is we become like the people in the Tower of Babel, Babel where there's an appreciation for God and the things he does and the things he provides, but I don't want to give him the glory. And I don't want to bask in his glory. They said that they wanted to make a tower to reach up so they could be like God and seek him eye to eye. I want to take the things that God has given me, and then I want to be able to boast of my own individual acclimate and strength. I don't want to just get into his, but he gives us help by connecting us with a mission that is not about us. He said, Father, I've, glorif I've glorified you, so give me the glory I had with you before the world existed. What he's saying is, I've always had this glory, reveal it to people, and then a voice came, and some said it was thunder, some said it was an angel. And I think that's what's happening when we see God's glory. Ooh, something happening. We don't see it as proof all the time that he's actually invading our personal space and trying to bring us help to take the things that are dysfunctional and make functional. 
You know, sometimes in relationships, God allows a level of dysfunction so that you will do what Jesus did in the text. He prayed and trusted God to solve the dysfunction. Maybe nothing is going wrong. Maybe sometimes dysfunction is an invitation into your greatest relationship. Maybe he's been excluded far too long. Let's go on to our final point. Verse 23. I in him and you in me. Doesn't that sound intimate? You know what that sounds like when I start there? He wants to be with me. He wants to be with you. He doesn't want to hold anything back. In, in great relationships, especially in marriages or covenant relationships, deep friendships, there's a level of exchange where everything I have is up for grabs. And my deep friendships, you know, it's not their mortgage versus my mortgage. If they were having a problem with their mortgages, my mortgage too. It's not my success versus their success. It's, it's we're all going to be successful together. You don't have a limit. I can actually have a conflict with people who are really close to me, but if they're in need, all of a sudden, all of the conflict doesn't matter. We've got to satisfy the need because it's not them in pain. It's me. Jesus, what if I told you this oneness um, and what he's saying is about deep relationship. It's about kononia. It's about fellowship. It's about a social intercourse and an interaction where, where you're finishing each other's sentences. And, and he, he, he loves it. He loves you. It's powerful. He wants to be with you. He said that they may become perfectly one. Uh, this word perfect is another word for mature. Um, it's, it's, it's to be synchronized, to be in, in harmony. Uh, it's uh, uh, telopos, T-E-L-O-S. I won't pronounce it right with some type of squiggly over the top. But, but it's, think about the word telescope. <laughs> and think about the, the, the sections of the, the telescope and the, and the more, uh, or uh, that's not telescope, what's the thing that the pirates have? Okay, well, yeah, just help amen then. Okay, but every section that you pull off, sometimes it can bring you more clarity. To be mature, that means it's okay. I just want to say that God has you in route to where you should be. And sometimes we only think about where we should land and we forget there's a process of getting us there. You might have some dysfunction, it's okay. Because the enemies wanted you to see your dysfunction as, as a disqualification for your ability to exist and do things. But I'm telling you, it's really God's invitation to say, let me grow you in that area. Let me build you up in that area. He wants you to become perfectly mature so that the world may know that you sent me and that you love them even as you've loved me. I'm going to end there because this is too powerful. Do you mean to tell me that he prayed for me not just that I would be okay, but that I would so partner with his mission I was so partnered with his life. I was so received the glory and the assignment that I would actually be an example to the world. You know, the world, unfortunately, sees a divided 
body of Christ. They see divided Christianity. They see a church that has the most segregated hour. Uh, it's still Sunday morning. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said it at 11 o'clock. Everyone's gone to their own corners. Why hasn't that not changed? Why does the government have more diversity? Why does the school system have more diversity? Why is diversity becoming upgraded every place except in the church when he prayed that we might be one, even as he the one so that the world may see, but yet that's rejected? Something is going wrong, and this is where we have to uh, attack it. There's something that the world needs to know. The world needs to know. Pastor Jim LaFoon was here telling us that we were ministers of reconciliation, that we were called to, to reconciliation, that God was going to use us in this next hour to, to reach all of Nashville, to reach the city and, and, and everything that he planned he was going to have us do. But I dare say he's probably going to get you to reach somebody who does not look like you. But it's okay. But that's what you're designed to do. And when we see... If, if, if they're in Nashville, a hundred different nations, then we're not satisfied at the church until all hundred nations are represented in our church. That's your assignment. And how do you do that when you're in life groups and community together? If you look up in your life group this summer or whatever and everybody you reach is of your same ethnicity, something has went wrong. So now he's trying to make us one with him so that we can take that same one until the world may see a, a marketing strategy of the kingdom. He's inviting them into the, the future glory that, that's in heaven. Uh, and, you know, we just did a Unite uh, prayer walk in New York City. And we were praying and I was realizing, you know, we were praying for some, a police officer came to me. You know, if a New York police officer talked to you, I'm just saying New Yorkers, they, even when they're being positive, they cuss. I mean, they're being positive. I have led people to the Lord, and they was dropping the, the real hard bombs at the altar. You know, just Jesus Christ. Or something. You know, they just, they were going for it. You know, I said, man, the New York is a different uh, animal. But the police officer asked me, he said, um, does the world hate us? He said, you got to tell me. I, I mean, what am I doing to be hated? I said, no. No, no, no. There's some things that happen that's caused fear. I said, don't think you hate it. You have purpose. And he saw our Unite NYC shirts, and, and they surrendered to some prayer times. And I said, the world, this is what the world's supposed to look like. And then we, we had some, some uh, political officials, uh, some Asians, talking about the Asian hate. And I was able to say, no, 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 that's not. God, here's what the world looks like. Look at all these different nations here. It's prayer meeting together. What if you are the only social media that someone will ever see? They'll never come here and see the diversity. What if you are the only person on your job and, you know, in your neighborhood that are represented? When they see people coming to your house, are they always all one ethnic city? Because then you can't help them see that it works. I love, what if we thought like Jesus said Father, the same way we were one, I want them to be one. What if we were desirous for the world to have the same relationship with Jesus we have access to? I venture to say that's what he's calling us to. He said, stand to your feet as I say this last word. He says, he says it's not good for man to be alone. So he made him a helper suitable for him. He gave all the animals in the beginning a mate. 
and he gave man a mate. You need somebody, and you may be thinking it went wrong. He was always a given. I want you to know in the beginning, before the world, our relationship with God was a given. And, and then you were able to get every other relationship you needed because you had God. Now it's as if we don't understand how to solve our broken relationship problems, but it's first we have to solve our relationship discord with God. And so when you realign with God, you actually get to have a great relational uh, interaction with one another. I don't know what relationships are breaking down in your life that are very close where you've come to the narrative of I'd rather be all by myself and all, all alone and, and, and you've gotten really myopic and small. But what if I'm telling you that Jesus is inviting you into a race? He's telling you like prayer, like, like, like you told Peter, Satan's desire to sift you. But when you get converted, strengthen your brothers. He's trying to say, Peter, when me and you align, because remember, Jesus told Peter that he was going to do the work of dying on the cross, and Peter said no, and he said, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. It was Peter's lack of alignment with the gospel message and the glory that came from going to that cross that caused him to have relational dysfunction with Jesus, relational dysfunction with his brothers. What if your relational dysfunction is easily solved by being functional with Christ in your vertical relationship? Maybe he's asking you for a fresh surrender today. So stop being so tense. He prayed for you. Let me, let me tell you, when Jesus prays for you, let me give you this. This is going to be so fun. We'll end with this. This is so fun. He said, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if he hears us, we have the petition we ask for. It's his will for us to be aligned with him and one another. That means if you pray for it, then the world will know the love of God. They'll know the depth, the width, the breadth of the love of God. Maybe the reason that you're not doing it is because there's a breach between the relationship with you and God the Father. But it's okay. He's not here to condemn you, but he wants you to get it right. I want to pray for you today. Bow your head, close your eyes. Just take a deep look at your relationship portfolio. Are your relationships functional? Are they healthy? Are they Christ-centered? Are they filled with fear and anxiety? Are they filled with unbelief or worry? Are they debilitating? Has there been trust lost in your natural relationships? Maybe if you can turn from those broken situations and look to maybe the true source Maybe you were trying to get those relationships to replace the ultimate relationship you were supposed to have with Jesus Christ. I sense him inviting you into a renewed relationship with him. For some of you, it's not getting born again, but it's a renewed perspective of the relationship. And you've had too low of an ideology about your relationship with Jesus. And he's giving you renewal. Yes, you don't have the strength to repair your broken relationships. And it's easier to be alone because you don't have to get abused or accused. But he wants you to have functional relationships so that the world will believe in him, so that the world will have proof of his glory, so that the world will get to help and grow like they should. Does everyone repeat after me if you feel Say, Lord, I'm sorry. I repent for taking our relationship for granted. 
Thank you for praying for me. I receive your prayers. I receive my healing. Our relationship is strong and it's solid because I give way. Jesus, the relationship you have with the Father, is the one I receive as a believer. Now, Lord, heal my broken relationships. Heal me from being alone and isolated and confused and continue to give me hope in Jesus' name. Amen. Give God praise and glory. Thank you so much. Pastor Bryson has come. I want you two things. Even if you're not a regular Wednesday night attender, you have a lot, you should come this Wednesday night. I'm going to be ministering. But I believe that God has given me something to minister this Wednesday night that is, I feel, I just know my, it's going to be life altering. You don't need to miss that moment. So you need to treat this Wednesday like a Sunday morning. You need to show up as a church. Some answers that you need are going to be here. Or you can join us at 6 a.m. prayer in the morning. Don't forget the women's uh, this Saturday. Sign up for that women's uh, uh, luncheon. Luncheon. God bless you. I love you.